It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome back to the National Security Hour on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network on iHeartRadio. The voice of freedom, the out loud truth, where you come to hear military and intel experts. America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio Network. You can also listen to us on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps available on Apple, Android, Alexa. That's a AAA, by the way. We stream 24-7, and now you too can hear us on the podcast on the same apps. All of our shows go to podcasts typically one or two days, usually one, though, after the broadcast is heard on talk radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora, and iHeart Podcast, and many, many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for us. That's the National Security Hour. And be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com your daily stop for the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part and share the stories, the articles, and the videos so we can help secure America's future. And as I always say, every week, Monday at 7 p.m., our show, don't forget, share all of it. We need to secure the country, and we mean that. All righty? So let's go right to it today with Liberty and Justice for All. It'll be Dr. Mike and Colonel Mike hosting the National Security Hour. We'll be your host for the hour. Welcome back. We appreciate all of you listening in, in America and around the globe. And let me introduce my great co-host, Dr. Michael Shoy, a New York Times bestselling author. Welcome back, Mike. Thank you, Colonel. It's good to be with you, as always. Yeah, you know how Monday goes right after a long weekend. You get tired, and here we are, you know, so... Uh, what would you like to start off with, Mike? I have some things I want to discuss, but I'd like you to start off the show today. So please start it up. All right. I've been following with some interest uh, the development of a discussion by our so-called intellectuals across the United States that it's time for a new uh, convention of the states, uh, in essence, another constitutional convention such as we had in 1787. And uh, it, it um Mark Levin has been a big uh, proponent of, of this kind of thing. And I think it's uh, not only a nonsense, but a lethal nonsense. The difference between 1787 and today is so remarkable, so big, and so negative in its overall comparison between the former and the latter, that it's it, it would be an act of suicide for Americans who are patriotic, loyal, Christian uh, uh, almost any other noun you could think of, armed, um, it, it, to gather with the people uh, that we have today. And I thought I would first spend a minute on talking about the environment of of one of our founding uh, and the new uh, or in the first constitutional convention and what it led to. The constitution we have now uh, was formed by men who worked off of uh, three principles. Uh, British law was the best law in the world. And one of the, ma the main reason we revolted against the British was because they had exempted us from certain provisions of the British law that, that protected British citizens, English citizens. 
The, the second thing is uh, we believe that rights came from God, not from some two-bit uh, lawyers, uh, legal representatives, politicians, and academics. And the third thing, without question, was this, this nation was a uh, Christian nation, founded as a Protestant Christian nation. There's no way to argue that point, although, although historians since the 50s, maybe earlier, have lied about it consistently. One moron said that uh, he looked through all of George Washington's papers and couldn't find a reference to Christianity or to Christ or to Jesus which is absolutely wrong. He must have been blind when he, when he tried to go through those papers. But those three things are missing in the United States, and those are the three main underpinnings of our Constitution. And to, to move forward a bit and think about how would we, what would it look like today if we tried to reform it? And it would look like um, uh, the same kind of academics that are running or, or uh, philosophizing for the so-called woke generation. These people have no idea of the protections of the British nor of the American Constitution. We're also run these days by people who, were, uh, who are determined at all costs to make sure that the federal government is involved in every part of your life and not only knowing about it, but controlling it. We had a guest this past week who just he who spoke of uh, the Surgeon General wanting to control the problem of uh, isol people feeling isolated in this country, and he wants the federal government to take over from states and local governments any kind of help that's needed for that, which is another Biden idiocy. But the 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 the, the main thing here is that there's no people in this country at the moment who can rank with. Uh, the 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 founders in terms of their knowledge of where we are coming from and where we need to go. We're suffering at the moment from people who want the federal government to be able to do anything uh, that it wants to do and get involved in any kind of action anywhere in the country that it thinks that its role, uh, that it is their role, whether from the isolation uh, uh, perspective of people who feel lonely or separated from their family or their society, or to step in and burn up all those people in Maui this week because they wanted that land for their rich um, fellows. So to, to try to convene a constitutional convention of, of intellectual midgets like Mark Levin and the rest of them on the, on the left would be a, a disaster. And and uh, it would certainly be a suicide pact, and then and and that they would um, draft the document that had no uh, uh, semblance uh, or resemblance to the Constitution we have, which is more or less perfectly acceptable, except for every of the amendments passed after the Fourteenth Amendment. Now the American people themselves. At, at the time that the Constitution was um, formulated in 1783, or 1787 rather, the American population was the most literate on earth. They, they were uh, schooled in Christianity, they were schooled in history, in law, but most of all, they could all read. And the debate that went around 
1788, the popular debate was based and guided on essays written by the founders themselves uh, in, in, in terms of federalists versus anti-federalists. The federalists included uh, Alexander Hamilton, James Madison, George Washington, John Jay. And on the other side was uh, Patrick Henry, uh, George Mason, uh, Sam Adams, Richard Henry Lee. Brilliant men, all brilliant men. And the, 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 uh, the, the reading public, which included just about everybody, was treated to a display of commonsensical, clearly written, easily understandable essays about what the future should bring for the United States and why you should or should not support the Constitution. Now, I'm very sure that the quality of the writing that went into the uh, uh, original discussion of, of ratification of the Constitution would never be matched by, by the whatever came out of the mass media or individuals on blogs and different places like that in the, in the early, or, yeah, the early part of the uh, uh, 2020s. It, the, people wouldn't be able to understand it. But most of all, they've not thought about their country or about their history or about its problems with any kind of degree to develop uh, an interest in that kind of um, uh, uh, literature. And we're at the point in time where we have very few people who can write anything except from the left, because the left isn't interested in discussing anything or convincing anyone. They're more or less interested in writing things that lay down the new age, the new world order, whatever it is, and uh, does not uh, uh, care about what the opponents say. The next step after we've had the, the writing of the Constitution, uh, the debate that surrounded the final product, the product was then sent for a yes or no vote to conventions of the states. Each state was required to, to uh, uh, build or, or make a convention which would consider this document. Now, we don't have a, a, a system of electing people that can be trusted. Nine chances out of 10 that every one of the 50 states conventions for ratifying a new constitution would be dominated by people like Levin or people on the left like Levin. Uh, disasters in, in on both sides, and we would end up with a constitution that uh, you know made the law of the land the the all of the play toys of the uh, current lefties in the Biden administration and elsewhere in the Democratic Party and amongst the elite in this country. Uh, we would have nothing uh, that had any resemblance to how people lived, what they thought, or what they did. The the election to those constituent assemblies would be fixed and rigged to make sure that the enemy got into them. And once those sessions were uh, convened, the odds are they'd be turned over to a central body for ratification that was dominated by the same kind of fools that are in our own Congress at the moment. It would be covered by the media that, that, that lies to us and deceives us now. It's a all in all, Colonel, it's a very bad idea to tamper with what doesn't need to be tampered with. The, the Constitution of the United States probably is the most clear 
and relatively simple constitutional document that was ever written in uh, in history, probably. And the only reason we see that there's a problem in the Constitution is that the politicians have illegally, unconstitutionally ignored it for the better part of the last century. Probably the most visible part of, of uh, the problem in the Constitution for the average, everyday American is the power of the president to conduct wars without consent of the Congress. Both sides during the original constitutional um, debate took pride in the fact that they had shackled the president so no wars could be started as if the King of England was starting them. He would have to go to the Congress. The Congress was the only one uh, authorized under the Constitution and still is the only one authorized under the Constitution to declare war. So what's happened uh, now is we have really a monarch uh, in terms of war making. And you can see it now in Ukraine and, and probably other places in the world, Sudan, um, just amazing things. But we would get more of that. We would, in essence, have a monarchy in this country if the lefties and um, the uninformed get to make the decision on a new constitution. So I... I you know, I'm not well versed in all of this. Uh, I try to read a lot and think about it. But turning over um, the future of the United States to people to write a new constitution, who are the same people who hate this constitution and have worked for decades to destroy it, would be a terrible mistake. I'm not sure we're, we're going to get to the point in the next half century where we can trust either the, our leaders, the electorate, or the media to try to amend anything that really does need to be amended in the Constitution. So I just wanted to put that out for people to think about. And and if they're siding with people who are, make the argument that the, the Constitution is such and such old and really needs to be uh, a, 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 new, a new version of it has to come about, it's just not right. It's not. It's not. It's not um, commonsensical. It's just suicidal, and that's about what I've got to say on that, Colonel. All right. So uh, let me just come in here for a second. That was excellent, by the way, Doctor Mike. And uh, you you know your history better than most people I know. But uh, let me just say this to start. And this is not a slam in any way. This is very honest. You know, quote that Mark Levin. When Bill Barr was going after Trump, and you know how many times I've said it in the past, Mark Levin, quote, said, I know Bill Barr. I worked with him. He has a pristine, sterling reputation. So let's start from that. OK, that was the Bill Barr quote about going you know, with Donald Trump. Now, again, Mark Levin has been talking Constitution, I don't know, 20 years on the air, 25 years on the air, all about Constitution, Constitution. And then, you know, once in a while he gets hot, once in a while he gets cold. You know what I mean? But there's an old, uh, I think it's a, I don't know if it's an Italian or a French saying, when you hang out with a cripple, you become a cripple. It sounds better in the language. And sometimes he hangs out with cripples because he's on Fox. So these things matter. Uh, second, uh, the great website, jbs.org, stands for John Birch Society.org. You can go there and see the debate about the Constitution, con a con-con, they call it a con-con, 
uh, Article 5 or Article 6. We had one of the great lawyers on in the past where we spoke about Article 5 and 6. Now, there's even morons within red states who believe we need to do this. And like you said, Mike, very clearly, okay, just to give you an example, I had no idea till the other day. We had the Latin school up in New England. It was open, I think, 1656 or 1686. Who knew that school was open? That's where kids came out of in those days, the Latin school, you know, before we had a country, right? Right. So you don't have that quality of education. You have Marxist, you have socialism, you have communism, you have all the mix now in what they call uh, Ivy Leagues. And, you know, I always call poison Ivy Leagues. And these are the people that are going to come out, uh, such as maybe the ACLU, the SPLC. You know, they're going to make their pitch for what would work. Now, um, I'm going to just go on a little bit more, but we're just coming up onto our first break of the three segments on the National Security Hour with Dr. Michael Scheuer and Colonel Mike. Are you today? We're your hosts. We're your, we're doing the show for you today, Monday, 7 p.m. Remember, it runs. Monday to Friday, 7 p.m., great shows. You have all great, great hosts, Monday to Friday, 7 p.m. on the America Out Loud Network, and this is the National Security Hour. We will be going to commercial, and we will be back on the other side to continue the discussion that needs to be continued and to discuss, okay, because we're all about what's happening in Fulton County, and that's true, and other places. So we'll be back on the other side. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Welcome back. You're on the National Security Hour with Dr. Michael Scheuer, New York Times bestselling author and Colonel Mike. And today we're discussing about a constitutional convention. So I just want to continue on where I left off. Uh, you know, 
uh, we were talking about JBS.org. That, that stands for John Birch Society. And you can go on there and you can watch the Article 5, Article 6 for the Constitutional Convention and see the debate, what what we should do and what we shouldn't do. Now, having said that, we had the great Robert Owens, constitutional attorney, who actually knows about the Constitution, and he is a real attorney, right? Okay. And uh, he will tell you which way to go if you have to go, but they don't really want to go there. However, like Mike said, we don't have the caliber of people today. And also, these days, what we don't have, Mike, is we don't have the foreign intervention, like you always write about non-intervention. We have foreign nationals, foreign people that are in our country, people that have dual citizenship in our government, in our government agencies. So they would want what's best for interest for their country where they are also a citizen, whether it be a Middle Eastern country, a South American country, an Asian country, because they're going to say, well, what, what would benefit where I come from? You know, so we don't have the people that were here during the days of the colonial. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's another issue you have to contend with. And we have so many people embedded within our agencies from lands that have nothing in common with us as far as the Constitution. They're still trying to figure out, you know, on their 35th uh, Constitution or whatever they call their governments. You know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. it's a very hard climb. The other thing is, and I want you I want to mention this great book. Mike, I think I spoke to you about it before. There's a book out by a man named Robert Fugate, F-U-G-A-T-E. It's called Key Biblical Principles for Civil Government. And most of the things that are in our government papers, right, the founders got from the Bible. And this is all about, you know, biblical principles for civil government. Now, you'll get the morons today that are supposed to be philosophy majors and uh, what do you call those guys in the the theologists, you know, they say the Bible offers no blueprints for society. 75% of seminarian professors in America say it, it offers no blueprints. Well, let me ask you a question. Are they wearing Ray Charles or Stevie Wonder glasses? I have no <laughs> idea. I don't know what they're reading. But again, we had the great Bishop Smith on with us who discussed that. Remember what he said about seminaries? You don't even have to have a Bible when you attend now because they just like hearing bloviations of what they what they think. But I think if you look at the Bible and you look at the founding, a lot of this was taken from the Bible. And that's why we called ourselves a Christian nation. But then everybody expanded on the word tolerance, right? We have to be tolerant. Oh, yeah, we let other people in. By the way, Japan is not tolerant. China is not tolerant. Other nations are not tolerant. And even African nations are not tolerant, okay? And Arab nations. But we're the only ones because we're a white nation, pr predominantly white nation from the start, right? And blacks came in too. But uh, we're supposed to take the world in. And we're supposed to pay for the world. And, and the reason is, reasoning is, one, the front load, they say, well, it would be nice. You know, everybody wants to come to America. You know, it's a better life. Sure, it's a better life if you don't ask for no grifting money. But when you come here and you get the grifting money, it's not a better life for the Americans that were born and raised here or than the ones that became nationalized. I mean, I think everybody would agree with that, right, Mike? Right? Uh, it's, it's a simple thing. We're, we're getting taken by people who don't want to live as we live but want us to live as they live. Right. And it's supported, and by, the supported by both parties. And in yeah. terms of, of foreign influence, you know, you, you have to imagine that at least three quarters of the American Congress is up carrying an Israeli passport. 
Well, we, we, there was a number on the web. I saw that. It was on Twitter, too. I, they gave you a percentage. And remember now, let's go into the percentage of, okay, let's say 33 million Irish Americans or Americans of Irish. I hate using that hyphen thing. Uh, uh, I, Americans of Irish descent or Italians, I mean, Americans of Italian descent or German descent, whatever, or uh, blacks from whatever, okay? Um, we the, Take away the hyphen. The Jewish population in America is like, what, 2-3%, right? So how do you get all these seats in Congress? How do you get all this stuff? That's another conversation for another day because we know, we know we're going to get comments that you know on the website. However, just going back to the biblical principles. Now, you'll hear the thing, the hyphen called Judeo-Christian principles. Yeah, the Old Testament was Judeo. After that, it became Christian. It's Christian, right? Uh, we're not involved with any other writings than the Old and New Testament. Anything else that was written by other people, uh, whether they were Hebrew or Israel, that, that has nothing to do. It's not. It's not the founding principles here. The founding principles were whatever was in the Bible. And civil government, by the way, was instituted in the Old Testament. Mike, that's where God calls you know how to set up the governments from the old days. So what we have now is a bunch of lunatics running the country, as you can tell. Okay, and this is a national security issue. See, people, they they think, well, if we don't have oil, yes, that's not security. Well, you know, if the currency goes down, yes, that's a national security issue. Well, what about this? Uh, Would anybody like to say that uh, child's uh, uh, changing a child's gender under six years old is not a national security issue? Where where did we come from? What, What happened? How did that happen? Now, you take locally where we are, right outside the Beltway, Montgomery County, Maryland. Pretty prosperous county. They passed a law, you know, just like they did with the election. You know, they were passing all those laws with the Secretary of State and stuff for the election. You know, trick law, where the parents cannot pull the kids out of school. And then the parents speak up and say, wait a minute. And there's a lot of them, Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, uh, Christians, that are saying, no, 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 our children have to come out of school. Now there's a big debate in Montgomery County. And this uh, rascal of a government uh, employee went on TV the other day to say, well, no, no, we, you can't take them out. We're not going to allow you because they have to be multicultural. They have to understand what this is all about. It's not just multicultural anymore. Remember, multicultural was the gig to get you softened up like, oh, it's tolerance. You know, it's a little tolerance. But then it became LGBTQ and this, this. And now it's more than NAMBLA. Right. It's it's basically these these children are being sacrificed by the school and the parents have nothing to do. Now, where does that come in? God gives you the children. They're blessed by God. You have the rights to 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 raise your children. You have this duty, not yeah. only rights, but you have the absolute obligation. You have an obligation. Exactly. So why did this what this is sip this is typical of the communist movement the socialist movement the marxist but however <clears throat> the people in america in america are so dumbed down that they think that putin's the communist oh no he's still a communist oh he's still a communist no 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 <laughs> just look in your own backyard okay he's keeping the churches open <clears throat> he's finding nazis in ukraine and that goes for you guys listening from church you guys that have the flags outside the church, you guys that have the flags outside your home, you guys that will have the flags wherever they are. He's fighting Nazis. And he's fighting the Nazis in the Ukraine. 
We can go through a whole nother show about it, but that's what he's doing. Okay. Putin is, is the last man standing as far as we're concerned. Listen, we know the corruption with the Hunter Biden. This is not the show for that. We know the corruption about the laptop. This is not the show for that. We're not doing that today. We know about Fulton County. We saw the motorcade. We saw how the black people in Georgia love Trump. We saw them. And there's there's all kinds of TikToks you can watch where the black people are saying they love Trump in Georgia. Okay, we had a gentleman on the other day from Georgia. He can't even get the Senate in Georgia to, to do a special session to defund this miserable judge. Now, that's another story for another day. But what we're facing right now with these morons about a constitutional convention, this will destroy this country more than we are now. And we're really destroyed at this point. Another thing I want to throw out, Mike, um, today, I wanted to just touch on it real quickly, is there's a lot of action on BRICS. You hear all these stories about BRICS, you know, the uh, the new currency and how many people are joining and so on. Well, BRICS, you know, we, we all know it stands for Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, right? You know, that lovely country, South Africa, where they're killing white farmers and the interior is collapsing, the infrastructure. It's like they somehow, by putting this thing together, they have a championship team. You got, <laughs> you know, you got South Africa. Okay, China's going down. How many months I've been saying it? Since April, maybe March. China is on the way down. It's just a matter of when they crash. They have the real estate issue. They have flood issues. They have all kinds of internal issues. Okay. And um, then you have Russia. Uh, they have money and they have the money because we did the sanctions. They made money and now they have its gold back and they have oil. And they tell you, well, the oil, the reason Saudi Arabia would maybe join BRICS or joins BRICS in the end, they'll still do business with us. They're mad at us and they have the right to be. We had no right interfering with their personal problems between Khashoggi and them, right? And uh, they told us, stand back, stand down. So now we're paying for it because our leadership in America is insane. It's upside down, right? And the other the other countries. So I looked at this, Mike. I did a little research, okay? And I'm telling this to the audience. Don't panic. Just don't panic. Because when you do the research, you see how many hundreds of billions of dollars these countries have in GDP. Now, the Arabs and some other one or two, I think uh, China and another country or two, they have GDP in the trillions, okay? But let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Just right here in the backyard called Virginia, Commonwealth of Virginia, their, their annual GDP is $591 billion. Maryland's $560 billion. Every state in this country has a bigger GDP than those countries that are joining BRICS. So put that in your head. Just put that in your head. We have a trillion dollar GDP plus trillions of dollars of GDP in America. But the bottom line is, do not panic because what these guys are doing, these are snake oil guys. These are the guys on Wall Street, on MSNBC and these other shows. They're trying to get you to get involved with the yuan, help the Chinese out, a little short selling, a little currency trading, a little this and that. And then in the end, they take your pants. You've seen it happen before. You've seen it in 08 when Wachovia Securities went belly up. How many of us lost hundreds of thousands of dollars, right, in our 501C? Or what is it? Uh, what was that thing? The five, I'm sorry, the retirement fund. Yeah, yeah, the IRA. 
the IRA, and there was another fund, a number. But how many of us lost hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, and Wachovia went bellow up? The, the, I remember the one guy, the security guy behind the desk said, what do you want me to do? It's the market. What I want you to do is jump in front of a bus. You took people's life savings. That's what you did. And then what happened in the end? Wachovia was sold on a fire sale to who? To who? <laughs> the Sage of Omaha. And then it became a Wells Fargo operation. This is how it works. Don't panic. This BRICS thing. And remember something. There's a great book out there you want to look at. It's called The Economic Hitman. America is the economic hitman. If they're going to take this place down, take it to the bank. Whoever does it, whoever tries it, just look at other countries over the years. Somehow, by hook or by crook, somebody's going to pop out of the uh, whack-a-mole hole and say, well, I don't like this, and there goes that country. So just hang tight. Yeah, the dollar's weak. Inflation's high. We got morons that run the currency. We have morons that run the country. And I'm not talking about Joe Biden. You know, you know, he's not running nothing, right? But what I'm talking about is the people around him. Yeah, they want us to get to the new world order. The masks are going to come back. Oh, by the way, can I shout out to the churches today, Mike? I could shout out to the churches. How many of you said, how many of you said we will not close on the next round if they do it? Put your hands up. I want to see the hands high. Because you know you're going to do it, right? How many of you are going to do it? <laughs> Our church didn't get anywhere near that. They didn't get near anywhere near saying anything about Maui. Right. That, they that, won't talk about it. They won't talk about it. The pastors are cowards. Right. And the pastors are not talking about it now. No, no one's talking. No. And what's going to happen is they're going to be masked up. Don't lock your churches again. Don't mask up again because it's coming. Because you know why it's coming. It's not because there's a virus in the air, right? It was a great song years ago, Love is in the Air. You know what's coming in the air? An election. And we've seen this movie before, so you don't need to see part two. You know how to handle this? Do whatever you have to do and take care of yourself, taking a couple extra vitamins. Oh, by the way, when trick-or-treat comes and the kids want Halloween candy and they get all sugared up and they get the flu two weeks later, they're going to tell you that's COVID. Because kids, what happens? Their their immune system runs down. But be careful. This year, you got fentanyl and you got something worse than fentanyl. And I spoke to a nurse about this the other day, Mike. They, she's telling all the families, do not let your kids trick-or-treat anywhere. You know, yeah. do not go anywhere because these kids make it really, really harmed. I'm running over. I think we got two minutes to the to the close on this one. But I just wanted to say that because if you want to you want to educate yourself. JBS.org has the information. Robert Owens is a constitutional lawyer. The Article 5, Article 6, you could see the debate on a YouTube. Go look at the debate, listen to it. Uh, You're going to hear all these people that, you know, they think they know about law. Lawyers, you know. I asked a question the other day to a lawyer, Mike. I said, what is this uh, legalese statement, less than truthful? Why do you use that in the courtroom all the time? And he busted out laughing. He says, good question. He's, well, you really can't call him a liar. And maybe even if he's guilty, you have to watch the language or something. I said, well, you guys are the best crooks. You know why they're the best crooks? You know why, you know why lawyers are the best crooks? Because they're the last crooks. After you get busted, they take your money. So in the end, the lawyer is the best crook. We'll go into the last minute on this one. And remember, 
There's not many lawyers that know what the hell they're doing either. Okay. Just look what's coming out of law school today. It, it is kind of a great thought, though, to think that at some point in the near future, if we can manage to stick around, we can watch the Chinese and the Russians pay off all these third world places that we've been paying for. for and the we'll go bankrupt. <laughs> go bankrupt. go bankrupt. They'll make <laughs> Russia's mountain of gold look like a little pile of dirt left. They'll suck, they'll suck those two dry just like the rest of them sucked us well, dry. I think Russia has no choice but to do it, Mike, because we want to have sanctions on them forever because they want to get rid of him. Yeah. Yep. You know, we want regime change. We're all about regime change. Start up that SUV, pick up diesel coming out, blowing smoke. Okay, we got to go. Break time. Be back on the other side. With the rise of independent media, we are now America Out Loud News. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Welcome back to the National Security Hour. You're on with Dr. Michael Shorey, New York Times bestselling author and Colonel Mike. And don't forget, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday to Friday, five great shows, one every day. We're normally on on Monday, if you want to tune in. And uh, we're going to continue with our conversation today about America. We don't have any guests we're just going to wrap to you directly. Again, I want to mention the book. 
Key Biblical Principles for Civil Government by Robert Fugate, F-U-G-A-T-E. Look at that. And the Bible tells you in the Old Testament, God tells you how to set up governments if you're a Christian nation. Okay. That was back in the day. He gave it to the uh, the Israelites. Okay. By the way, did you know, Mike, there was nothing written in Hebrew back in those days. It was all Greek and uh, Aramaic and all other languages because Hebrew wasn't even in fashion back then. In the is, Old there, Testament. Is, there, is there a part in the Old Testament where it says once you Israelis get to form a government, make sure you click onto the American Treasury and stay there forever? <laughs> oh, they had that. The Lord would have said that. No, I think that was the Jimmy Carter regime. <laughs> it's it's three it's three billion a year now. Oh, I want to mention that too about the BRICS. It's three billion we give. So just for the new guys, young guys around the globe and in America, we give three billion a year. To Egypt and three billion a year to Israel every year since Jimmy Carter. That was like one of those peace deals. Remember, Mike? They shook hands. So we're paying three billion a year for them to stay friends and they're their next door neighbors. That's like telling New Jersey here's three billion dollars a year to stay friends with New York. Don't invade we're, we're, New York. <laughs> yeah, don't invade New York or vice versa. Right? I mean, totally. Okay. So now going back to bricks, just for a second. Now we should be looking at every country that's joining the BRICS. And then look at our USAID and U.S. Foreign State Department policies. Every country that has now ditched the dollar should be ditched from any 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 former invest any future investment and foreign investment. Cut all deals, cut all deals, and say it's over. You do, you're dropping the dollar. There's no need to dump any more money in your country. How does, how does that sound to you, Doctor Mike? Oh, I've, I've long think thought it was a great idea, and I'm glad you mentioned that, sir. It's it's exactly correct. And the other thing I, it occurred to me over the break uh, from what you said is the one thing we got to be aware of is we can't not uh, we can't assume that some parts of the American government uh, and the New World Order and the UN aren't working with Russia, China, and the BRICS. And at some point, our government will use it uh, to, to as a scare tactic, like they did COVID nineteen to get mm-hmm. us to agree to drop the dollar or accept the one or whatever it is. Or a digital it, currency. Or a digital currency, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it could be just another one of these things, and just as fatal uh, in terms mm-hmm. of the – it's a poison. Uh, being part of the world community is as much a poison as, as COVID. But we're not, you know, our constitution wasn't made for a world community. No. Because most of these people have no constitution even close to ours. You know? Well, and people are different. You know, that's what the one, what all of these people forget, I, I think, is that every individual is an individual. Every country is an individual. And the more you bring in foreign countries, the less you are able to be yourself. And the more you are driven to be uh, part Hindu and part this and part Hispanic and part that, things you don't want to be and you don't have to be. We were here mm-hmm. first. Right. You know, we had some trouble with the Indians. They never wanted to meld in, and they never did. So tough on them. But, I mean, for God's sake, we have nothing in common, for the most part, w- with the rest of the world. They don't speak our language. They don't say our prayers. They don't understand our government. They don't care about our government. They're they're uh, criminal. They're they're uh, just they're always just a pain in, in the rear. I'm going to bring just, up something. I'm yeah. going to bring up something for a minute, Mike. Go ahead. Do you want to continue? Go ahead. No, I just wanted to say that I've always been offended. Uh, I guess I, I, everybody deserves to be offended these days. 
But I've always not liked the idea of anyone paying attention to saying, uh, I think we talked about this the other day, that, oh, you damn Americans are so rich and you're only the fourth largest donor to the third world. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, well, we're trying, but we haven't gotten down to zero yet. We want to be the zero donor. We want our people to be happy and healthy and have reliable uh, highways and airlines and a government that's not corrupt. So if you if you see yourself as important only because of the amount you give away of other people's money, then you ought to go yourself and dig a ditch in in uh, Zaire or uh, uh, you know plant a palm in uh, in Saudi Arabia. But leave well, us me, alone. Let me ask you this, Mike: How many Hawaiian flags have you seen outside the houses these days? <laughs> How many? Did you see any of them like you do with the Ukraine? Do you no. see any Hawaiian flags? Did anybody speak about Maui at the church? No. Right? So it just goes to show you that the the hypocrite, the hypocrite that's are in, that are in America, okay, that are like, oh, yeah, the Ukraine. Oh, yeah, this. You know? Now, let me get, I'm going to give you a commercial. This is for everybody pay attention to America. You may not see it overseas unless you're watching American TV. We have late night commercials. I love watching late night commercials because they tell you, all about the drugs they're pushing with the nice flowers and the birds and the nice straw hat walking down near the river, you know? And uh, that's a drug, pu- that's legal drug pushers. They're called pharmaceutical companies and uh, the doctors who've subscribed them. So we have a late night commercial come up now. Now you have the ASPCA, you know, $19 a month, this one, $19. And then uh, who do I see this model actress, Indian, raised in America, born in America, of Queens, New York. Lakmi, Lakshmi, something or other. They all have the same name now. A lot of these, even the reporters on PBS. Well, she gets on. She got this big ACL shirt on, nineteen dollars a month, and she talks about the ACLU, what they're doing, civil rights, your rights, this right, left, right, bam, 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 all about rights. To the Hispanic community, this community, that community, brown community, black community, but I never heard anything about the white people. And you know, the ACLU is not for anybody. That's for the Constitution. The ACLU is so totally against what's what's American, right? And here she is pushing this. And you know who's watching that, right? The young people, the new citizens, the ones that are waiting to be citizens, the ones that are illegal. Yeah, I want to give $19 a month. That's good for me. Oh, yeah. So now they got these models. Then you got a movie star, former movie star. She's doing the ASPCA. 19 a month to give the dog water and food. But the, but the minute you say, let's have a pro-life commercial, they probably never even take the commercial. Right? No. Save a baby. Save a baby. No, save a whale. Save a bird in Guyana, but not a baby. You know well, what I'm they, saying? They got so good at murdering during mm. the, during the um, abortion era. Look at what a nifty job they did out there in Hawaii. They, oh. burned, they, burned, they burned out all of those people, and now they're seizing the land. They block the people from getting away, and the immediately adjacent uh, mansions of the rich, right next door, right in the, across the street, not a one of them burned down. Isn't that amazing? Well, you know, I saw a lot of these uh, short videos, YouTube videos, yeah, where they actually have people that made it out, who jumped out of the car, who jumped in the water, and they're speaking on on these cameras, talking about how they escaped and they knew these people were blocked in and they were burnt alive. And then there's another thing. And I don't know how true it is. The, there's something with the, whatever happened. If you had a, 
a blue roof, the fire didn't touch your house. Yes. And there was a yes. lot of a lot of surviving blue roofs. Now, one guy said that has to do with what they call direct energy. Now, I'm not a physics major. In fact, never do anything more than physical. Okay. But I want to say something. It's a little odd that the blue roofs didn't go on the blue roof homes didn't go on fire. Now, I don't know if it's a conspiracy or not, but it looks like it's a little bit weird in my eyes. That also happens to be the UN color. Yes. Yes. The blue helmets, the blue helmets. And uh, maybe that's it. Maybe uh, those people put they knew to put blue on top because at a later date, it would be a fire. You know, uh, go ahead, sir. No, just one more thing, Mike. Yeah. And the Greek government, the Greek government's having wildfires, and they found the arsonists. Yeah, they found the arsonists. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Well, I was I was just going to say that uh, the um, oh, I lost it, Colonel. I'm sorry. I had uh, very very important. Oh, the one of the most important things to come out of Maui is the fact that people, instead of running over the police when they tried to stop them from getting from saving their family and the children who were in the car, they sat there and they burned rather than, you know, just ramming your car into the, into the police car ahead of you or the policeman or both and, and getting out of there with your kids. Right. They found five or six people in a car is just huddled together, burned to a crisp. Now, where did, where did Americans become so, afraid of of uh, people you know it wasn't like the, he they were saying don't turn left don't turn right don't go too fast yeah. they were saying mm-hmm. you die where you sit and only the some of the people only got through because when it got too hot the cops ran oh i see but imagine the cops knowing that now they they didn't work a system to get the people out they should have been saying follow us they should have been right. si- sirens giving them the lead to get the, to help the people escape. This is really Mike, seriously. I, I, I can't even say how you're going to investigate it or how you can investigate it, but there's no way that the people in Hawaii, but again, again, let's go back to who they voted for. The majority of the people there voted for the blue. They voted for Democrats. And what does Michael show always say for years? The Democrats want you to have pain. The Democrats want you to have pain. I mean, this is their, that's their state. They they own that state. Okay, they've been Demo- there's major Democrats there for years, right? All lefties, and uh, who knew? I had no idea, Mike. I'd never been to Maui. I didn't even know about. I knew the place was expensive. I was in Hawaii once, but I didn't know about all the the wealth and who was there and what houses and you know the Oprahs and these these Bill Gates, all these kind of people there. You know, I just didn't follow it. Yeah. But now you look at it in retrospect, you say, ah, now I know why they're there. Yep. And they wanted and that- wanted all that territory, Oprah and the rest of them. That's exactly right. You know, it's so much out in the open that you're mm-hmm. they're convicted without a trial, at least in people's minds. Because who the hell, how could that happen? It, it's just, it, it just could not have happened naturally. Whether it well, was. I, the- I feel bad for the people. Oh, really of course. Well, that's what I mean, you know. The, the 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 preachers in church yesterday or today they wouldn't have had to take any political side all they would have had done is to you know throw a few bucks toward them and and say prayers for them and, and help them uh if you can it's not a matter of not feeling sorry for the people but what i feel sorry for is americans if americans are going to 
sacrifice their families of because of a two-bit cop who's on the take from the state. Obviously. Mike, uh, did you also see did you wrong. also see did you also hear about a chief of police there? Did you read that? Yeah, he was um, a, that that's that's a the so one of the sore spots under my saddle, Colonel. Mm-hmm. Is that 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 prick came from Las Vegas. He was in charge of making sure nobody knew how the deep state set up that murder of all those people at the music concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's and now, then he was not, he was there not, in the series. Go ahead. He's not only the police chief there, but he's the coroner. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's going to sign all these papers now. Yeah. Mm, Double duty. Double duty. Double ability to keep everything uh, false. Oh, my gosh. Well, I hope uh, if anybody in Hawaii is listening to the National Security Hour on uh, AmericaOutloud.com, we're going to have in our footnotes how to contact us. So if you have some comments, you want to get on the show and tell us, you have an experience. I saw a guy. Mike, he said he had to dive under the flames and the smoke and because he was a good swimmer, you know? Yeah. And he got out far enough beyond the flames and the smoke, because that's the other thing. When the people were trying to dive in the water, the smoke was there, the flames, you know, all this other stuff. It, it It's just like the Hindenburg, you know what I mean? It's just what happened to these people. And there'll probably be a, no investigation. There'll be nothing. It'll be a very light cover-up, you know? Well, this happened and that happened and, you know, now you see it, now you don't kind of thing. I don't think the the American people and the Hawaiian people, you know, the people in Hawaii, the citizens, should ever let this thing get buried. We're coming down the last couple of minutes, Dr. Mike. Good conversation today. Well, it was. I was talking to you is always a, a learning experience for me, Colonel. I had, uh, there's one other thing that really struck me as odd about Hawaii. And that, that was the Hawaiians are very... Uh, uh, conscious of their former status as uh, colonials, to having their country colonized, and not anti-American it, per se, but in the sense that they generally elect uh, Hawaiians to positions. Some of them good. We had, there was a good Hawaiian senator for a while, uh, but now we've got Maisie, and she's a, as dumb as a rock. But uh, now we have a white a white man who's the governor and i i you know it it just was such an odd thing to me and i just wondered you know did they fix the election not only so that it would win the state but also so they would have a white uh well we've had white we've had white governors there was a guy neil something or other he was a congressman many years ago yes sir he looked like yeah he looked like one of the the guys in the grateful dead well and uh and he became a governor an, an errant idea on my behalf but uh I, I just thought it was odd. This guy looks like a, he should be wearing one of those pickle helmets from the First World War from the Germans. Yeah, he. I saw him. I saw what yeah. he looked like. Uh, yeah. But, you know, again, a white guy wins the governorship, you know, where they all want to be uh, Native Hawaiians and everybody. Even like the uh, 2%, 1%, 3%, 8%, you know, Hawaiian national, yeah. you know, Hawaiian blood. You know, they talk about their their land and all the, you know, the culture, but they never seem to get somebody that's an actual Hawaiian, whether it's 90%, 2%, 5%, you'll have a white guy that was picked by somewhere in Washington, you know, um, who, who probably uh, carpet it at one point, he was in LA or somewhere, moved <laughs> there, you know, and he got in like this guy that used to be, his name was Neil something. I forgot. He looked like uh, Jerry Garcia or something from Grateful Dead. 
<laughs> he was in Congress and he was here. And, you know, it's the triple grift, yeah. you know, Congress, Senate, governor, whatever you can get. Last two minutes, Dr. Mike, you could have it all. Well, I don't really have, I don't know if I have that much to say. I always remember, though, that my father used to say that uh, Hawaii was nice, but uh, he wouldn't want to go back because every time he left, the Japanese would start shooting at him again. (laughs) (laughs) It's neither here nor there, I guess. But uh, we really have to, as as a people, somehow come back to where we started, to where our laws came from, to where the Bible's role is to what role the Bible is to play and the Lord is to play in our lives and the abiding faith that our freedoms do not come from any human being. They come from the Lord. And the best that human beings can do is to protect those rights given to the people by the Lord against inclusion by the people themselves. And what we're watching now with the, with the way they're hounding parents of, of school children, how they're hounding the the FBI is hunting Catholics for being traditional, which they equate with fair, with uh, terrorism. I think mm-hmm. we all have to begin to wonder what have we forgotten that we need to know about how to make this country work and how to make it survive and avoid. Let's it. continue that. Let's continue that next week. How's that, Mike? That's all right. We got to sign off. We got to sign off. I want to thank my co-host, Dr. Michael Scheuer. So, thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. 